Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 97, Soup and Privet. We recorded this show before the general election, uh, and I've left those references in because you can see just how pessimistic I was, and how not pessimistic I am today, on Wednesday the 14th of June. Although, of course, who's to say what will happen by Thursday the 50th of June 2017? Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and Jessica's, Jessica's Day, Day of Fun. Fun. I was thinking the other day about when we first started doing this, we would have to take 10, uh, hours. 20 run-ups at the Literally beginning. Literally hours. And now professionals. It's almost like doing nearly 100 of these means we, we've kind of got fairly decent at doing the intro at least. In that or it's just not being funny. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, was it funny to start with? Two people saying <laughs> their names. I don't, well, you know. We certainly found it funny, so I, I don't did. know. Yeah. Um, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are, how are you? Um, a little, uh, I'm at the tail end of a cold. Ugh. Yeah, which is actually fine, because I thought I was having a really big M.E. flare. I was like, oh no, I've died. He dead. But then actually it was a cold, <laughs> and that's fine, because that they, they truck on through. Yeah, that's fine. That's just regular people illness. If we finish recording this by 11, I can watch a film on film four called The Wackiest Chip in the Army, starring Jack Lemmon. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. I know. I mean, what a terrible title for a film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still sold on it, though. Yeah. That's, that's part of the appeal, like snakes on a plane. Yeah. The Wackiest Chip in the Army. Well, we've been out this weekend. We have. We had a day of fun. We did. Um, we went to Comic-Con. We did. Hooray! We went to the uh, Sunday of MCM Expo Comic Con in London, and it was fun, and I was Squirrel Girl. And I was a Rockford Peach. Uh-huh. And when housemate Lucy and I arrived, she was Batgirl, it was astonishing, um, and saw you chatting to somebody and was like, oh, Jessica's been, uh, Jessica's picked up a Wayne somewhere, do we need to go and rescue her? But actually it was uh, your friend Carl, but because yeah, he was... Yeah, turns out we know, we know him, it's fine. I had the same response as walking down the down the platform, like, oh, that dude's dressed as Wayne. Oh, that's what Carl's going to wear. Oh, that is Carl. Carl. Yeah, because he had a wig and no glasses, and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Who is this person? Oh, no. And we're also joined by Emma and Lewis. Who were Marceline and Finn from Adventure Time. It was very good. Emma was painted grey. She was very impressive and had amazing fangs. Yeah, they were so good. And it was fun. And I managed not to spend money. The only money I spent was on ice cream. And Yeah, same. Tea. I didn't I didn't actually buy anything, not even an artist alley, which is unusual for us. I yes. think we were tired by the time we got there, so we didn't we didn't spend as much time sort of pouring over things as we often um, do. And also this is this is um my fourth MTM. Yeah. So I've seen quite a lot of the stuff. Like when you first go, wow, boy, what a, a range of things they sell. And then on your fourth time, you're like, I have seen these anime body yeah. pillows and I yeah. didn't buy them the first time. I do not need a stuffed llama. No, Just what is don't with need those one. little fluffy alpacas? Although they're trying to get um, hamsters to be, like, yeah. I think they're the new thing. Yeah. I still don't get it. Also, it was quieter because it was the Sunday, which it took me till the next day to twig. I was like, it was a bit quieter this year. But that was because we usually go on Saturday as well, or instead. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't make it outside this year, this time. I didn't even think about that fact. No, I didn't until afterwards. I was like, I don't, 
I like I, everyone had like good costumes and stuff. I don't I don't feel like I saw like oh we didn't go outside. We didn't go outside, and also it was the Sunday. Yeah. And I my brain, my brain died. We tried to go to a panel for the first time, um, but it wasn't really a panel. Uh, there, there's a a range of um, it's sort of those toys, which is the DC superhero girls, which I really like. They're tween appropriate versions of DC superheroes. They had a panel, and I knew that they were doing a TV series of it, and they were they they were going to do this about this, and I thought there'd be clips in a panel, but actually, there's a straight to DVD hour long special, and they just put the DVD on. I was, and when it started, I was sitting watching it, thinking if this was like a fifteen twenty minute cartoon on a Saturday morning, I would watch this. But I don't need to watch an hour of it. And also, like, I've had no intro to it. The story just kind of starts. It was very weird. They had a really, really long opening credit sequence where you saw pretty much every character from the DC universe, but no context. I just had no idea what was going on. I was like, there's this guy. There's it. Whoa, he's here. Look who it is. But no, no idea what was happening. Um, And then it, it was just weird. I didn't I didn't go for it. Um, so we left and also it was in this huge room upstairs but it was very empty and it was kind of separate from the rest of the convention so it felt kind of weird yeah we sort of um, made our excuses and like well we didn't even make an excuse we just sidled out yeah because there was no I mean a man came and put a DVD on yeah there was sort of a stream of people coming in people going out so it wasn't we we were not conspicuous in our exit so it was fine it was fine um, and then we wandered, and then we had a cup of tea. That was a really good bit. I had an ice cream. Yeah. I had a minor, I had a minor nosebleed. Good times. I've never had a nosebleed. Oh, you're one of them. Yeah. My friend uh, was once very freaked out because I said I'd had a nosebleed that day, and she'd never had one, so the idea of blood gl- gushing from her face was quite terrifying. But I used to have one of those as a child. Well, really, it's listening to people who bleed from the face and people who don't. Like, some people, it's like, yeah, nosebleeds and everyone else. You know, I mean, I used to have them more regularly as a child. God. Yeah, I think a lot, like, it's it's quite common for, for people to, to have, like, to grow out of them. Yeah. What I'm saying is I am not a doctor. <laughs> um, I went to a concert the day before Comic-Con. Lovely. Do you tell us what it was? I went to Fairport Convention's 50th birthday. Um, Lovely. I lowered the average age by several decades on my own um, of attendee. Uh, it was at the Union Chapel. It was 50 years to the very day since their first gig. That's nice. Yeah, and it was good. Union Chapel is a is a charming venue. Well, you get to sit down and they sell tea. Yeah, tea and proper mugs, if I remember correctly. Yes, and because they just really get sort of mugs donated to them. Who's to say what mug you get? It's like being in someone's kitchen. I can't remember what I got. It was like some generic freebie mug. But nice. You get, you get to play did you sit upstairs? We did. I thought so. I saw a view, a, pic, a picture of the view, and it was it was a bird's eye view. It was suggested that. People would be getting there early. Uh, I arrived 20 minutes before the rest of our party. So right. we were further back in the queue. I see. Than perhaps intended. Um, in fact, I arrived super early and had time to go and get a McDonald's beforehand because I had not eaten. <laughs> Did you not save a spot in the queue for everyone else? No, because there were six so people there, coming. There were too many people. That's, you can't that's be like, hi, I'm one person. Um, do you mind? Six old people are going to turn up. Okay, thank you. Do you want a fry? Fabulous. Um, yeah, so was not how that went down uh and that was it was very good and they played one of my favorites so that was good john gowdy what, what was that? yes that's that's an excellent song do, do, in fact do. i've i've had that as my um song of the week before yes yes have you done out yeah i went to see guardians of the galaxy 2 oh, yeah, on uh, on tuesday 
it's real good. It was real good. I think it's better than the first one. I couldn't decide as I was watching. I was like, I think you know. I think I enjoyed the first one better more, and then I thought, well, actually, I'm not. I'm not sure I did. I think I just assumed that because it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. And um, Toy Story Two is famously the only sequel that's better. I cried. Yeah, I I can see that. I I, I get that. I, I we can't really discuss that because it's quite that's quite spoiler heavy. Then. Uh, uh, that that uh, what I would assume would have set no, like off. opening credits just wept openly. Um, obviously, oh. Baby Groot is the greatest thing in the world. Baby Groot is fabulous. I just really enjoyed how that everyone took care of Baby Groot. Like this is yeah. this is not I would describe this one as a spoiler, but because um, from the beginning he's Baby Groot and it's like everyone's like put your seatbelt on and like passing him around like a little baby, in a nice way. I like it. It was it was great. I like how he was um, completely useless in the opening fight. Yeah, but he was having such a lovely time. Because he was just having a lovely time booging away to the music and then he got so angry. <laughs> he got so angry. Did you stick around for all five post-credit sequences? Um, no, I didn't. I mean, that's probably fine. I saw at least two, maybe three, and then it seemed like the credits were kind of rolling properly and I had to leave. Um, I had to leave. I was meeting. I then went to meet my friend for coffee before um, work. So I was on kind of a tight schedule on Tuesday. I was on a self-inflicted tight schedule. I was like, right, if the film starts at this time and it's two hours and sixteen minutes long, go on IMDb. Right, okay, that's the film running time, not the program time. So we need to add on twenty-five minutes, half an hour for the uh, for the trailers. Um, then I can leave at this time and go meet Katie and catch up with her and then I can go to work and then it will be fine. Yes, I went and had a coffee with my friend from primary school who I don't get to see very often so that was very nice. We usually meet in central London so then by coincidence I now work um, across the road from the Cafe Nero that we often end up in. <laughs> so I just strolled over the road. That is handy. So that was very handy. That was very good. I'll tell you what wasn't handy. I went to Northampton for a haircut. That was ridiculous. Um, I mean, there was reasons. I didn't think this is a haircut desert in all of London. Where am I going to have to go? Um, I got my haircut um, a, an eight-minute walk from my house uh, earlier in the year, and the very nice and good hairdresser um, said she needed a hair model. And so I said that I would do that for her, but then she was changing salons, so we, we cancelled that. Um, and she went back home to Northampton, which is where she's from. And then a couple of weeks ago, she texted me saying, um, I still need a hair model for something else. If you come to Northampton, would you like to do that? We'll pay your train fare. And um, I need a haircut and I need did my roots done anyway. So I did that. And now I have one of those haircuts that you get in the windows of Tony and Guy. Nice, nice. I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Um, and it's bleached blonde. I am a blonde. Now. Yeah. And it's fun. Um, but I did have to get up at 6.30. It's very futuristic. Yes. It's like a space haircut. Um, it's my sexy robot urchin hair. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's good. Um, and I'm blonde. And I've always wanted to be blonde. So I'm very excited. Um, although my impulse with having fully bleached hair is to dye it purple again. But in case we get through to the next round of the competition, I probably should oh, keep yes. it blonde because otherwise I'll have to yes. keep bleaching it out. Leave, so. it, leave it alone. Um, so I'm just gonna let it think. You know what's really sad though? Um, three days after you get your hair bleached, having visible roots. Yeah, it's always upsetting, isn't it? The little black dots. Yeah, because I looked like I had. It made my hair look incredibly thick because it looked like I had stubble growing in as well as my hair. I didn't have it. It just was Ugh. the root. It's been just over a week, and I already have full-on rooty rootiness. 
I guess if you keep your hair blonde and you're super rich, like if you're a film star, you just like rebleach your hair every two weeks, right? Yes. What a palaver. Absolute palaver. I know. As soon as I got this done, even though I like this haircut and I like being blonde, I've wanted to be blonde for a long time, I was really like, this is how I'm going to grow it out. (laughs) This is how I'm going to sort it out because I can't be doing with the upkeep. I mean, I've got some exciting roots going on right now, but I don't have like a solid line, a two-solid line, I think. I hope that's my yeah plan. yeah well i mean and the, because i decided not to redo my roots because i was going to go and get this haircut and then i had to wait a while after we organized it i ended up with some pretty impressive very dark roots on purple hair nice nice mm. i might just go back to being ginger i might just go back to Can't being a decide. brunette because much as i love having colored hair if i just got to put effort in yeah i know and I'm like, I know oh, the, I know the thought. I love having coloured hair, but no. My hair currently is like a mid-length because I cut it all off, and then I decided that I maybe would grow it out again. So that's cool, but I wouldn't go any shorter. So now it's like a mid-length, and I like. I have come to realise over the last few years I like extremes of hair. I like having really short hair, or I like having really long hair. I don't particularly like a mid-length. I think they're fine on other people. I just don't. When just, eh, you say me. you eh. like having really short hair. Like, chin or above. And I mean, like, I would go to really, really short hair. Like pixie hair? Yeah, I've done that before. When? When I was, like, 15. I don't remember this at all. (laughs) You've never had... I have short hair. Yeah, I've had hair that short. A different style, but I've had a pixie cut. I need to see the receipts. I think there will be pictures somewhere. It did. It was, like, year 10. Uh, Yeah, but nobody has good short hair in year 10. No, I mean, true. It was also... Did you have braces? No, I would have had um, snap-in braces, but I did not have train tracks. It would also have been uh, the year 2000 slash 2001. I do remember that short hair. That's not short hair. I mean, it is short hair, but like... It was spiky. Yeah, that's... I think that's why I blocked it out, because I too have had that early noughties, late nineties spiky short hair. It was like what, wax, hair wax. Just get like huh. wax and then you like sp- into little spikes at the. T- I hate uh, yeah, it. No, so what, yeah, it was yeah, it was similar to that. Yeah, that's why I. It hate wasn't. It. it wasn't the um quite the you know the long fringe and the spiky at the back. Selective amnesia. Selective amnesia is is our friend. I had to Google, not Google. I was making a Pinterest board for nineties hair yesterday for work purposes, and my 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 childhood teenagers really were flooding back quite quickly. I was look showing my boss going, I think I would really have coveted this hair. Oh my god! I forgot these T-shirts. You know the raglan tees with the um, the chalkboard writing, where it was either a word or a phrase yes. um, written over, written like five or six times, and it would always been something really awkward, like super cute or like I care or just random words. Yeah, in sort of handwrite handwriting font. The nineties. I don't yeah. like it. It's not good. But we'll see also butterfly clips. Did you know you can still get those? I had to buy those for work. Honestly, the because the 90s has come back around and it means I, I just know. wander through shops being like, what is happening? It was. I mean, it is very handy. Thank you, Claire's Accessories. So, you know, you've, you've done your job. You've served your purpose. Blah. Do you want to do a song? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, I see. You mean tell you what the song is. Mama. Me, 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 me. It is My Church by Marin Morris. Okay. There we go. Check it out. It's cool. Um, when I first listened to it, I was like, wait, is this? Because it just turned up on, obviously, on my Spotify daily mix. Um, and I thought, wait, is this is this going to be Christian rock? Oh, no, I see. Right, it's not. Okay, cool. The point is that the music is her church. I see. 
Top fives. Top fives. So I realised uh, this morning that really the title of this top five is Top Five Days of Fun. I didn't even mean that one. Oh, that is real good. Yeah. Um, so it's half term in the UK, well, in the bit of the UK that we live in um, at the moment, which is basically a week off school for everyone. Um, so we thought we would do top five like days out and the kind of thing that you would do in half term. So I don't know what episode number it is or who should go first. It's 97. So it's me. Yes. It's me. That's unfortunate. I was hoping to get inspiration from yours and try and remember what the really good one that I thought of the other day was. Anyway, it was actually, it was only an honourable mention because it wasn't going to make it in the top five, but I thought it was funny. So maybe it'll come back to me. Um, so let's just kick it off. Uh, number one, the V&A, which is the Victoria and Albert Museum in yeah. London. Um, they do, I'm sure we've talked about this before on the podcast. Um, they've got loads of really cool stuff. The They do really good um like temporary exhibitions as well. We've been to a lot of the fashion ones. They have a permanent fashion um, exhibit um, and they've got things from all over the world and all eras and it's really cool. Also, they do fun kids' trails. So you get your little backpack and then you, like, go on a trail. You have to go and find stuff and it's sort of treasure hunty quiz style stuff. Um, and they also do really good workshops. We did one involving a man dressed in like Victorian garb talking about the camera obscura, who was, I don't know if he was a curator or an out-of-work actor. He was clearly an out-of-work actor because of the way he kept saying, <laughs> the camera obscura. Or if he was just really into museums, but also um, amateur dramatics. Um, but we actually made pinhole cameras with um, like the, the developing paper and boxes with holes in and using natural light. That was cool. And we did one where we were handed um, digital cameras um, sent off around the museum to take pictures of whatever we wanted. Came back, had them printed out. Um, we like made them into big collages and stuff. And you could like color things in and um, do printing. And they were printed onto T-shirts. So that good. Was really de- and we got them printed as like poster prints as well. So we ended up with like a T-shirt with this cool design that we'd done. And I kept mine for ages and wore it. So that was really good. And they have a great cafe, like cafe, restaurant, refectory and an excellent gift shop. Like you can get stuff in there that are just gifts, like not even museum specific. And one of the best pieces of jewellery I've ever bought is a really interesting ring that looks like a sort of lotus flower. And it's 3D and it's kind of cut um, copper with enamel on it. And it's got like little sparkly bits on springs and um, I would say roughly half of my university class had one because we all went, we had a, we had a school trip basically to the V&A and we all came out like, did you find the jewelry? Yeah, yeah, we've all got one. We're so excited. They were so jazzy. And I still wear it and get amazing compliments on it. So thank you, V&A. So that's that. I strongly recommend it. My second recommendation is the Science Museum because you can press buttons. Yeah, that's, that's it really. Yeah. Go to the launch pad press the buttons the launch pad um is i hope it's reopened because it was being refurbished a uh basically a, a space for children and families like an educational space but it's it's interactive it's entirely interactive so it's lots of um kind of cool contained experiments so it's like big tubes filled with bubbles and you turn the handle and like you, you release like air pressure and stuff and the, you can watch the bubbles and they have things where you can throw your voice and like project stuff and they have things you can build and 
like knobs you can turn and buttons you can press and lights you can move and all sorts of just cool stuff and you could just happily lose an afternoon in there even as an adult just just it's fun it's really fun is what i'm saying um and it's educational but it's fun educational so you don't notice that you've learned stuff and then the rest of the science museum has buttons to press as well but like the launch pad clearly is what everyone is there for yes this is true yep and if you're on museum row then you may as well pop into the natural history museum and check out dippy while he's still there i think he's gone He's gone. Has he gone already? My friend used to live in the grounds of the um, Natural History Museum, and that was pretty That's, awesome. In, yeah, she didn't live in the museum. She lived in a house. In the, mm-hmm. um, so in the entrance hall, which is not nearly as big as I remember. I went back to the, go to the photography exhibition, and it's, like, really small, even though I've seen it on television since then because it features strongly in the Lost World, not the Jurassic Park Lost World, the, um, the one with Matthew Reese and uh, Bob Hoskins by... Who wrote, who wrote The Lost World, where they go and look for the dinosaurs? The TV adaptation they did a few years ago, which was really, really good. Um, so they used to be famously a um, diplodocus or diplodocus or however you want to say it um, in, the, um, in the Great Hall. Um, and his name was Dippy and everyone loved him. And he was like the museum mascot, but he has moved. I think he's, has he gone on tour? Has he, he gone died. on tour for a bit? He, he died. Dead, dead Tom's always been dead. That's, That's why he's called Dead Tom. Um, and then I think he's going to be moved to somewhere else in the museum. And they've put a blue whale. They've moved the blue whale out of the ocean bit and put it in the uh, main hall now. But Dippy had only been there for about 25 years. Everyone was kind of morally outraged when they said they were moving him. And then it was pointed out that actually he, he hadn't always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, get over it. Uh, the squash mammoth is also not in the not in the hall anymore. I don't seem to remember. Yeah. Uh, he used to be in a case at the top of the stairs, I think. And now there's like a massive um, tree dissection that has moved, was at the top of a different staircase. I'm, I think I'm conflating various staircases. Um, also, once I went to a really good um, dinosaur exhibition with our dad when I was like three, and I stuck my tongue out at a stegosaurus and he um, stomped his foot at me. Oh my. Because they were robotic, is what I'm saying. So that I have joined into number two with the Science Museum. But like, go and check out the London Museums because also they are free. You'll have to pay for the, some of the exhibitions, but um, London, the big London museums are all free to get into. And they just have like the donation boxes at the door. So if you're feeling generous and then, you you know, you go to the gift shop and you buy really expensive pencils. That's how that works. Um, so number three, National Trust Stately Home. National Trust in general, but like specifically, I want a stately home with all of the soft furnishings still in place, with the table laid for dinner. All the gadgets still in the kitchen. I want like a thousand copper pans. Um, a really big garden that has that National Trust garden smell. Like that has a, like a privity smell that you can only get there. Yes. Um, and um, a really good tea room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remembered what it was. Oh, my God. Thank you, tea room. You've fixed everything. Okay, right. Okay. Well, it's the smell of National Trust soup. Yes, it is. Like even if you're not having the soup, you're just so comforted by its presence. Um, and obviously they do good, great tea, tea time tea things. Yes. Um, loves a National Tru- national Trust restaurant slash tea room, oh. especially if it's raining outside. Yes. Oh, my dreams. But then the garden is less enjoyable if it's raining. So I guess what you want maybe is the house, do the house, do the garden in the sunshine, and then maybe it comes into a rain. I don't know. 
but maybe that's just a different time of year. Maybe but, it rains while you're in the house. It clears when you're in the garden, so it's all smelling of rain. So it can gorgeous. really have churned up the rain smell. And then you go into smell. the tea room, at which point it mm-hmm. rains again. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really good if you're... The tea rooms are uh, on a rainy day. I really appreciate it if you're doing the stopping off at the National Trust property on the way home from holiday. For a wee. If it's... Yeah. <laughs> if it's a destination, you want the weather to be good. Mm-hmm. So that you can, like, have a lovely roam in the garden. But if you're stopping off there for a couple of hours on your way from somewhere else, you do the quick tour of the house, you do the tea room. Like, really, your destination there is lunch. Yeah. Um, next choice? Next choice. Oh, my God. Wait, I've forgotten it. I forgot what it was. The Centre for Alternative Technology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See also amazing tea, like, well, not even a tea room, like a restaurant. The smell that you get when you go into there is so comforting and welcoming and also it's all vegetarian. But it's like, it's worthy, but in the best possible way. And I don't know if it's served in earthenware bowls, but it should be. Uh, Is there also a funicular lift? There is a funicular railway. I love a funicular railway. I really want to go back to the um, Centre for Alternative Technology. I am fright because we haven't been there for so long. I'm, what if it's bad? Like, ne- nervous that it's not as good as I remember. Either it's deteriorated or I've remembered it wrong. Um, and it would just be me yeah I've remembered it wrong and it would just be like me weeping on a funicular railway but then I thought it's got a funicular railway so already that's a tick and um, yeah really good tea room really good really good restaurant Um, so it's all about it is kind of self-explanatory it is what it says on the tin Um, it's lots of installations looking at alternative technology so basically it's really environmentally friendly and teaches you about like wave uh, wave harnessing and tidal stuff and solar power and chemical toilet like um chemical you know, toilets that's what not want chemical a day out. toilets <laughs> like sawdust toilets and stuff um like the theory of it they don't make you use one um and it's, it's although yeah, i expect like their toilet arrangements composting are... toilets composting toilets that's what i wanted i think they are i think they're like they flush with grey water and stuff um oh, yeah. so yeah go check it out they it's flush with grey water they died with their boots on <laughs> just something like some kind of ridiculous World War Two film. Yeah. The wackiest ship in the Navy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it is uh, somewhere in Wales. <laughs> I should do more research as to where it is. It's in the Powys so, region, I assume. It is in the Powys region. Do your next one and I'll tell you some more. Oh, it's Brilliant. its website is cat.org.uk. It's fun because oh, it I sounds that. like a cat. Oh, Jessica, oh, the got... venue looks amazing. And we could do an MSc in Sustainable Food and Natural Resources. Oh my god, I want to do that. It's never occurred to me to they do They do a Build a Tiny House course. An SC. Visitor Center. An SC, whatever it's called. I, I always do an A. Because I, I, don't, I don't do the musk, I always do the math. May half term, they've got, they've, oh, oh, we're fine. This is amazing. Visit me, Megan the Mole, in my underground world. It's in the, what the hell, am, how am I meant to pronounce that? It's in, uh. How many L's has it got in it? L-L-W-Y-N-G-W-E-R-N quarry. Clinwerm okay, quarry. Mc- it's in McKinleth to... in Powers. Okay, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that without reading it off the page. No. Um, so my... Do another one, because we're going to talk about this forever otherwise. I know, we need to move on. Um, so my uh, final choice is... We're going abroad for this one. What? <laughs> so it isn't really actually a heart, which actually does not meet the criteria. So nope, let's have that as an honourable mention. Um, somewhere with roller coasters slash... Disney, Thought which, Park which would be abroad. Thought Park, yeah. Go to a go to an go to an amusement park. It doesn't have to be like a massive theme park. Just somewhere with little rides. I want to go to Thought or Park or big rides. Take me to Thought Park now, please. 
take me to Salt Park, I'll worship it. Nope. Um, yeah, or like Pleasure Beach type rides or like fun fairs yeah. is what I'm saying. Places with rides. Um, um, I really like America Round. Okay. I think I like the tweeness of them. And I'm not afraid to say it. I like America Round. Okay. Should I do mine? That's it. That's it. I'm done. I have nothing. Okay, my my half term um mine got more, more half termy because I have some non outings. I've switched some things around because we have a lot of overlap. Okay. Uh I have gone one, National Trust. Obviously yeah, I want a scone, I wanna smell some soup. I just wanna go and sniff a soup. Like cup of soup, but sniff a soup. No, it doesn't make sense. It makes it sound like cocaine soup. Cocaine cup soup. soup soup cocaine. Cup of soup does smell really good, probably, let's be honest, better than it tastes. I don't wanna snort maybe I wanna sort of soup. Cup, mu- mushroom cup of soup. Oh, get out of town. Um, National Trust House. I want to look at some tapestries. I want to smell some soup. That's their new tagline. Number two, um, Kensington Museums. Yes, correct. Yes, you, you, have um, you, you come out and then you have to walk through the long tunnel out of South Ken Station. Yeah. Um, and then you, we would bring ah oh, ham-filled submarine rolls. Submarine rolls were oh our God, half-term yeah. lunch of treat of choice because our mum would make we because. You take a packed lunch when I made of money, um, and you have your submarine roll, and like it would be quite treaty because yeah. you'd be going out, but it also see also fun. car journeys, and I can see the specific Tupperware boxes that they would have been in. Yes, oh my god, I'm going to the long the long blue one that with, was also yeah. used for keeping bacon in in the fridge, but you could fit like r- line up loads of small r- filled rolls in yes. it, or the big um, like Tupperware one that like just regular like colourless Tupperware one that had a slightly melted bit at the end. Yes. You know the the one, you know the one. So you go out, go and look at some things, then you go to the seating area and eat your ham and cucumber submarine rolls. Number three, the Centre for Alternative Technology. Oh no, actually, I'm going to bump that to an honourable mention. That's not going to be interesting because we already talked about it. Um, Number three, your local library. Oh, very good. What a lovely outing for half term. I mean, impossible in the borough I live in because uh, it's terrible. The Conservatives have cuddled the library access. Uh, vote Labour. Uh, seriously. You go to your library, you get a stack of books, especially if it's like the summer holidays, which I know is not in this remit, but you might take, you, you might do the summer reading challenge and read six books in the summer. Oh my God, the pre-summer holiday, like the, the actual going away holiday trip to the library where you got as many books as you could carry and they were like 90% saddle club. Yes. Okay, that was just me. I I went I went back to our local library, our childhood local library, um, a few years ago. Okay, probably some years ago, but I was an adult and I happened to idly wander past the the YA section, and they had like four saddle club books, and I was so sad because they used to have like a whole shelf of them. Yes. <sighs> it's all right. I have got some. Okay. Maybe I'll read one today. It'll okay. only take me a day. Number four. Number four. Weird local museums. Um. Loves a weird local museum. Yeah, again, not necessarily half termy, but when I was on my train trip through Lon- through England, um, I specifically remember the Gloucester Folk Museum, and it's like, it's not like a specific. It's not like this is the pencil museum, and it, you only need one pencil museum in the country, really. Yeah. Let's face it. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's they're fair. basically like the small town slash city minus city equivalent of your big London museums, but they're really small, so. They're kind of bizarre and odd, and they don't have like a comprehensive view of everything. <laughs> but like the, the bit I was in, I would say um, an eighth of the museum, if not more, was taken up with a bit devoted to the sixties. 
And I went okay. in 30 minutes before it closed on a weekday <laughs> out, of t- out of season, um, having just gone to a small pub slash cafe next to Gloucester Cathedral, where I had alarmed the uh, waitress by ordering a ploughman's lunch and a hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I'd just come she off a train. She needs to open her horizons. I was tired and I couldn't check into my B&B yet. Um, I, I'm, I would maybe have had the hot chocolate as pudding, I think, actually. Yeah, I should if have. If I consider it the, the, the pickle aspect of uh, the ploughman's. Yeah, I, I can't really remember the order. It, it worked out. It was fine. Um, You're still here. I'm still here. I mean, I got terribly Just ill about. afterwards, but they're not related. Are we should, do we should. Oh, oh they. Yeah, no, that's that. all my blood tests reveal cheese, ham, pickle, and hot chocolate marshmallow. Hot chocolate, this oh, we see where you went wrong. Um, I shouldn't have taken it intravenously. And number five. Number five. An indoor picnic. Do you remember we used to put the little checked tablecloth yes, down? Yes, little brown the... and brown and green and orange checked tablecloth. Put it on the you living had... room floor. Especially if it's a, if it's um, a little bit dangerously outside. When you have an indoor picnic. Um, and use that Teddy Bear's Picnic recipe book that you had. Yes. Uh, you know, now it probably wouldn't count as exciting because I eat quite a lot of my meals in bed. So, like, just sitting <laughs> on the floor. Like, yeah, it's not like I eat so many of my meals at the table. table. Yeah, like, that's It was a such a novelty being allowed to sit on the living room floor and have a picnic. Whereas now... Well, also, it was, like, set up as a picnic. Like, we had, a like, a, a picnic tablecloth and, like, everything was on the floor. Now I would literally just... I would make my sandwich or whatever and I'd walk into the living room and I'd just sit on the floor. So... Yeah. Yeah. Good times... Oh well, it's like um, an unpacked packed lunch, but uh, on a, such an epic scale. Great. Oh, I, lo- mm. I think the crucial thing to an unpacked uh, to a to an indoor picnic is that you have the setup. Yes. So that you aren't just putting assembling your plate, walking into the living room, set, sitting on the floor. You have to have a spread. Yeah. You have to, if possible, have some stuffed animal guests. The weather has to be right. Yeah. Like it's all about the it's all about setting the scene. Um, do you have any honourable mentions? I do have honourable mentions. Is this the one you remembered? No, no, the one I remembered was the Centre for Alternative Technology. Thank oh, God okay. we came up with that one. Can well, you luckily imagine? I was going to mention that anyway, so... Good. Hang on, I'm just having a sip of tea. Good grief. <sighs> okay, the one that you have to... Well, there's no reason you can't do this in half term. It's just you have to be spending your entire half term in the south of France. So um, go to Lascaux or Les Isis and go to um, the, so Lascaux, uh, the cave paintings. And there was another cave that's really cool in, which I think is in Les Isis, but I can't remember the name of the cave, but it's, you have to go on a boat. And that was amazing. And also they have one, another one, which I think is also in Les Isis, which is, um, can I just say that is really fun to say. Les Isis. Um, Les Isis. And I was trying, I was reading it this morning because I was trying to research where the one with the boat was because it wasn't Lascaux. Lascaux you walk through it. And actually you're visiting Lascaux too. Lascaux yeah. de because, because you can't go breath. in the original anymore because it's because you will your like just your presence destroys everything. So they have recre- painstakingly recreated it. I seem to remember out of chicken wire and papier mache, but my god, it is like a millimeter to millimeter exact replica um, of the original caves, which were found in like 1974 by a, some schoolboys and a dog yeah. of like beautiful prehistoric cave paintings. So they've recreated it uh, for visiting purposes because the original is too fragile. Um, and there was another one with um, a boat and it's like massive and cavernous and you, you go along in these little like chain pool boats um, and they have a guide and they do the like commentary as you're going along. Stalagmite's got an M in it. Yes, exactly. They tell you useful information like that. And there was a third 
which might have been linked to the one with the boat. It might have been a secondary portion of it. Oh no, wait, this was the one in the middle of the woods. There are a lot of caves in, in the Dordogne region, is what I'm saying. And this one, they had a pottery attached because um, you would leave... Um, you would leave all the pottery in there and basically everything in this cave would get like a crystally glitter, glittery like coating on it. So all of the rock formations and the stalactites, the stalagmites were all glittery. Um, so they had a pottery and then when they they do like the biscuit firing, put all the pots that all like the wearboards in the um, in the bottom of this cavern cave thing with um if they'd leave it for like two weeks it would get this amazing glittery finish on it they'd take it out they'd glaze it they'd fire it again and they'd sell them in the gift shop great work oh gift shops i feel like we've not dwelled on those enough we have not dwelled on the gift shop enough the national smell of the national trust gift shop let alone the tea room the smell of the national trust gift shop is do you think they could sell the scent as like a i think they possibly plug-in. do i think it's just like no, lavender I, I a, want... a lavender room spray but you no, want but i want the room the spray of the, of the tea room <laughs> Yeah, soup and cream teas and tea and and wel- old welcoming and uh, uh, yes, damp and middle-aged people. Yes, wax jackets. Uh, only uh, only uh, like a hint of a wax jacket. Yeah, um, and small girls in in smocked dresses. Hello. Oh wait, that was us. Uh, yeah, so there's that. Right, sticking with the National Trust, but on a completely different uh, tack. Fountains Abbey. Find yourself a ruin and go and hang out in some ruins. Ruins are great. Yep. Um. Fountains Abbey is excellent because it's massive. Also holds a special place in our hearts thanks to um, the escapades of the uh, the cast of History Boys and their seminal work, Family Fountains. Also Snow's Hill Manor, which is full of no. just... Creepy samurais and I mean, the, that's the reason houses. it is in the honourable mentions is because I... No, thank I mean, you. I had a good day, but like my main takeaway from it is he. <laughs> um, he is the sound I made. Basically, the man was a compulsive hoarder, but um, in the collections sort of way, yeah. but only just. As, uh, as John Hodgman says, um, the difference between uh, a collector and a hoarder is an adequate display method. And yeah. he had a whole manner to fill with creepiness. He had a whole manner to fill with it, but he couldn't fit in it. He had to live in the room above the stable slash garage. So I think at that point, it had gone too far. There was like a room filled with dolls and doll houses. There was one filled with samurai armor, which I was not expecting. Samurai armor incidentally includes the mask. Horrifying. So they're basically just samurai standing very, very still in a room. I wasn't expecting it when I happened to glance to my left. As I walked down the corridor, I did gouge a chunk out of our mother's shoulder as I went, Aah! and grabbed onto her really tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I just, it was unexpected. I did not go into that room. Um, bicycles and bicycle parts and old like prams bits of like bits of old pram and like anything with wheels yeah uh yeah so let's move on um go for a lovely walk in the, sorry i feel like i'm doing all of my honorable mentions do you have any no okay cool i'll carry on go for a lovely walk in the countryside take a picnic Ugh. take your litter home with you leave a gate as you find it um go to a pub pub go, go to, a, to pub. a pub halfway through no yes. just go to a pub that's the yeah, only just go option. to a pub yeah day, stay in the pub obviously half terms um didn't have by the time I started pubbing, but now, oh, I'm. But I yeah, but like you a... could go to the pub and you could have a great pub lunch, but you'd have to sit in the garden. Oh my god, that one with all the chickens! Licensing being what it is, you would just have to sit in a specific part of the pub. Now I want a shandy. I can't stop talking about shandies on this podcast. <laughs> what is this? Are we sponsored by a shandy? We need company? a shandy, a shandy um, jingle. Mama's little baby loves shandy, shandy. Mama's little. Baby. 
Nope, doesn't work. Lemonade lager at Shandy time. Uh, <laughs> um, I strongly recommend if you can get yourself to uh, to the Boston area, go do the Mount Auburn. Um, the, the Margaret H. Willison Dog, dog Cemetery Tour. <laughs> Mount Auburn Dog Tour. Um, yeah, she recommended Goes, it to we... Bossy Dames last week. Oh, yes, I know. And I jumped straight in on that Twitter thread to uh, to recommend to the lady who had asked it. As somebody who has done the Margaret H. Wallison Mount Auburn Cemetery Dog Tour, uh, is strongly recommended. Really? Basically, you go to the little off- the, the visitor office, ask them for a map, and ask them to point out where all the dog statues are, and then just have a lovely wander. Um, and I'm sure you could find similar things to do in your local area. Highgate Cemetery, whilst not as... Um, Dog-centric? Dog-centric or conceivably as um, landscaped, has many things to spot, most notably Karl Marx. I've never been to Highgate Cemetery. Um, So yeah, go and find out what's good in your local area and investigate. What's your song, Rosie? My song is Every You, Every Me by Placebo because I watched Cruel Intentions yesterday and it's a weird, bad film, but the music's really good. Yeah, so I also have never really seen all of that film. But I ha- was on Twitter and I saw that one of your friends had responded saying, where, where were you when we were watching this in class? You know where it? I was? Not invited to those parties, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> Did she not mean watching them in class? No, we didn't watch it in class. She meant at sleepovers. She's like, oh, where okay. are you when we watched all the time at school? Not invited to those parties. I thought she meant literally in school because Why on earth that, is the- that was the video that we watched in school, except I never watched it because so my friends were like, no, dude, no. You know, like, end That's, of term, yeah, people bring in a video. You can't watch Cruel Intention in a class. I, I know, it's right? It's too erotic for pie. If it's too erotic to watch while you eat a pie, it's too erotic to watch it in a classroom. I literally think they did not care what we watched at all. It's got um, a full-on... What? We watched, we watched Titanic once, which was so boring. And then, um, yeah, several times we watched. there was the option to watch Cruel Intentions. I think it only came up for one lesson that I was actually in. But we had a, an adjoining classroom that wasn't used for that period. So me, like me and a couple of friends just went and hung out in the other classroom, just like doing fun textiles. It was a textiles lesson. Just doing like fun textile stuff. Is it any surprise I turned out the way I did? But yeah, I definitely know people who had managed to get be able to watch it for like several lessons at the end of term. So they would have watched Cruel Intentions like three times by the end of the week. Why? So weird. I never need to see it again. We also watched on a... Um, coach on the way back from germany i know what you did last summer which is like not like the worst horror movie in the world like now it'd be fine but we definitely were not old enough to be watching it yeah which is fine if you choose to watch it but you can't show other people's children films that they are not old enough to watch yeah like as a like like as a guide leader you always you always go under you always go under like you put like the, you go for like the the youngest like that's why when I'm in charge of the videos, we watch the Muppets. We watch Finding Yeah, Nemo like the youngest, the youngest literal age, and also the like the youngest like like processing mental age that you, like that you can of the of the group that you have with you. I I, I remember this like the other a little while ago, and I thought out of curiosity, I looked it up, and it's a fifteen, and we were only in year nine, mm-hmm. which is hysterical. Anyway, I ha- I read my friend Kate had a magazine, so I read that and put my headphones in. Sounds like why would I watch this? Then we watched Apollo 13 and that was really good. Anyway, let's move on. Snacks. Snacks. Vegetable crisps. Pecans. I love pecans. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. Um, Yeah, sidewalk shawl continues, but really slowly. Ryan Lust shawl continues um, faster, but uh, this this bit is just doing a chart over and over again. Oh, okay. uh, There are quite a lot of increases, so 
uh, every time you finish the chart, you've added a whole other repeat. So right. it, gets, it gets bigger and bigger. Um, kind of dull Yeah, uh, but it's it's a, it's fun, and I've also finally, after enough repeats, have worked out what the lace pattern is without looking. Oh, um, that's good. I love so it it's that really happens. good, and I've been back on Ravelry for the first time in some months. So um, I've been favoriting things, and I'm going to update my projects pages today. Nice. So that will be good with like pictures and yarn weights because I love that kind of information. Um, but that's kind of all the crafting I've done. What? Cool. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Jessica, did you remember that this feature existed this time? I did. And I have, like, legitimately good suggestions. My goodness. Go for it. Okay, so, number one. I hate it already. <laughs> um, there was, it was, it's not the most recent episode of 99% Invisible, but um, it was from two weeks ago, I think, um, called This Is Chance. And the episode's called This Is Chance. And it was about... Um, the earthquake that happened in Alaska in the mid-60s, I believe, and um, the newscaster who stayed on the air, she, she was on the <gasps> air for, um, it worked out, like, something like 47 hours. It's amazing, this episode. And it's so good. And they have, um, they, they're not in their guise of the Decemberists, but it's basically the, the, the core team of the Decemberists are doing, uh, presenting it with music. And it's, it's such a good story. And it's so well done. And it's just, yeah, I so strongly recommend it. It is sheer perfection, which leads me to my next suggestion. Um, Mary Berry's absolute favourites is all on BBC iPlayer at the moment, yes. um, or at least the, the latter four episodes will still be on. Wouldn't it be great if I could click? I know, same, right? That's that's the third finger, and it's kind of kind of paddy. Anyway, so John Noakes died this week, but uh, that did give us all the opportunity to re-watch the clip of him on Blue Peter climbing Nelson's column. <sighs> So I did not, I've never appreciated this before. That is quite terrifying to watch. So the person on Twitter who posted it going, well, this is terrifying to watch, even all these years later. It's like, too ridiculous. It's just John Noakes climbing Nelson's column. Oh my God, my hands are sweating. Um, because he's like, there's no, I mean, there's no health and safety, full stop. It was the 70s. Um, he's smoking so, a fag. He's not. He's, <laughs> he's not. Um, they drew the line somewhere. Um, so these ladders are just like roped onto the side of Nelson's column. So he's in the middle of Trafalgar Square, climbing up just like a regular wooden ladder that you would like paint the side of your house with um, or get into the loft with. Um, it's when you get to the top, there's an overhang. So you have to you have to lean out mm-hmm. yeah. again, just with a wooden ladder roped onto the side of Nelson's column. No harness, no rope, no hard hat, no safety features whatsoever. I mean, if he falls, he falls. And he's wearing flares and plimsolls. What? And the cameraman is waiting for him at the top, so he's ob- he's already carried all the equipment up there. No. He's not even wearing a helmet. No, hel- no, no. I mean, really, what would a helmet do? And to be honest, in those situations, it's only it's more if somebody falls on you. But, yep, yeah, absolutely, he's just, he's just wearing his Blue Peter presenting clothes, climbing up a rickety ladder up the side of Nelson's column. I don't like it. Hand sweating, but it is amazing. Um, I have a couple of things. Cool. Uh, McSweeney's did an article uh, called The Next 12 Bell and Sebastian Albums and uh, it's parodies of Bell and Sebastian album names and tracks and it's very funny. Great, great. Um, so Sass Mill Edge, Mill Edge on Tumblr has done a series of art pictures. Art pictures. Art of, pictures, um, I love an art picture. Uh, if uh, Hogwarts had Snapchat and Instagram and is really cute. Oh my god, I'm sold already. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, uh, I enjoyed that immensely. Um, there was a great article by uh, our beloved Ruby Tando on The Guardian 
um, about how uh, it's called the thing that tastes sweetest is knowing someone cares enough to nourish you and it's all about the importance of um, and how people express themselves through making tea basically or cooking but mainly tea yeah. and how uh, yeah. there's a great bit where she, where she says the whole socio-cultural significance of tea was summed up as it happens in an exchange on last year's celebrity big brother Gemma Collins of Towie fame explains tea to American housemate Tiffany babe tea and coffee's everything it is it means a lot to people it does yeah, it's like a heartly gesture. Can I make you a tea? It's like saying, can I give you a grand? I thought you'd really appreciate some <laughs> acting at the end there. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, thank you for, for that. Yeah, it is true. Because like someone's upset, literally the first thing anyone will say is, I'll put the kettle on. Well, that's how I thought I'd nearly killed us all during the Edinburgh Fringe in 2012. Because um, I was staying with somebody uh, well, who... The act of putting the kettle on was fine. The follow-up was terrible. Yeah, because uh, the person I was living with, his grandma died. And uh, so I said, I'll, I'll, I'll make a pot of tea, which no one drank. And I sort of panicked and left on the side and didn't deal with and sort of thought it had been tipped away and it was just the teapot sitting out. And uh, then... And it wasn't. Cut it to the wasn't. end, it wasn't. Sorry, I lost my thread. No, sorry, that sounded much harsher than I meant it to. Let's go to the end. Mold. Uh, yeah, then the end of the fringe, clearing up. I was like, oh, what's this? Anyway, it was a three and a half week old pot of tea, but with the tea bags in, so it was very, very mouldy, and I well, thought I'd created a sort of biosphere, and we were all going to die. Yeah, it's, it's, isn't it? If you have a pot of tea, absolutely fine. Tea bag, mold city. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. Where is that? Uh, and that's me done. Oh, I was on the film programme. Oh, yes, you were. Go and listen to the film programme, everyone. Uh, one more shout-out to uh, the little girl, the daughter, I presume, of a man called Mason Cross, who was on uh, tweet on Twitter. That tweeted, he tweeted on Twitter um, that his uh, his daughter's class had been asked for feedback for their teachers, and her um, this girl is 11, um, and she pointed out that uh, collective punishment is uh, in direct co- violation uh, with the uh, Geneva Convention of 1949 and is, in fact, a war crime. Um, so... Well done, you. Really good. Um, excellent. Well, we uh, have been recording for just under an hour, so I want to stop now while we're ahead. Uh, yeah, same. We will speak to you in a fortnight. Um, enjoy the end of your half term. Vote left wing. Woo! Let's see what the next week will bring. Uh, sadness, oh. sadness, and disappointment. God. Um, uh, great times for a change. Uh, bye, guys. We're clearly soldiers in petticoats. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your day of fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's day of fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.